Hey, 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 this is John Dean coming at you for Nomad Happy Hour. Another interview coming to you guys today. We're meeting with Mike here. He rolls in a Ram 2500 with a 5x8 trailer behind him. We saw him out here at Schoolie Palooza doing some jewelry. He's got a pretty cool story behind him, so we just figured we'd sit down and do an interview with him. Mike, where are you from? Uh, originally, I'm from Rochester, New York. Uh, right there in Finger Lakes region. Everybody thinks I'm a city slicker, but <laughs> really, I come from the pines. From the pines? Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't spend any time in the city or what? Honestly, I didn't get to New York City for the first time until I was 25. And what? I mean, it's only five hours away, but there's so much to do right there in the Finger Lakes, you know. What drew you over to the city for a little bit? Uh, I just had to go. Yeah. yeah you just got to go. I mean, you've been living in New York. Your whole life, everybody won't. Every time you go someplace, somebody wants. Oh, they always ask you about New York City, mm-hmm. and I can't even tell you about it because I've never been there. So then you had to go like experience, I had to go and experience, experience it. it. Yeah, I actually the first time I went there, I hopped on a train by myself, mm-hmm. had no clue where I was going, had a backpack. I got off of the train in New York City, never took the subway, had some old lady show me how to do it, and like loaded up my card and sent me on my way and i was just wandering trains are pretty cool though i did I love a, the train i did a trip from chicago to colorado the first time i moved from there with like i never rode the train a day in my life before that just like you and i rolled out with like six bags a dog in a room you know like all yeah. this shit thing and i needed it what brought you out on the road uh man i've i've always just had like this like wanderlust i've always wanted to travel I, I've always felt like stuck in Rochester, New York. There's been something inside of me that has always pushed me out. So what really got me onto the road recently, I mean, it was the whole pandemic really pushed me into it, made it happen. But it's been something that has a seed that's been in my mind for the past three or four years hard. Um, there's just so much in this world to see, to just... Yeah, definitely. You know, put all of your efforts into one place and be stuck in one foundation. I, I like to be able to... And even just in the United States alone, there's tons of shit. To That's see. what I mean. And I've, I've So many people are like, I gotta go out of the country to see all the beautiful shit. There's so much out here. For, I mean, from, you know, northeast, southwest, I mean, you really can hit it all the climates. Yeah. You know, and that's what beaches, woods, waterfalls, hot springs. We're I lucky mean, for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would rather spend a million dollars seeing everything in the United States than buy a million dollar house and sitting in it. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, because then you're like stuck there. You yeah. Know? You just basically just put yourself in debt. Right. And like what's life is about experiences, mm-hmm. right? How many are no experiences are coming to you in your million dollar house i mean i'm sure you're, you're still gonna get some you live well your god life, i hope but... to god if you have a million dollar home you have enough money backed up to go out on some experience I, I would like to think so some people get so wrapped up in that work though yeah work 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 or even like they just get that money dropped on them like lottery or something like yeah. that and then they just go spend it like that like that it's just gone it's yeah i mean well, that would probably be me. <laughs> if I won the lottery, I mean, I would try to invest it smartly, but let's be honest. I mean, I'm trying to lift up everybody around me. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I've never been somebody who 
uh, envied like a big a big number in a bank account. Right, you know, right, that's right. I'm not out here trying to, you know, for fame and fortune. Mm-hmm. I want experiences. You can't put a price tag on them. And some people do. I mean, there is a price tag to go to Fiji. Some of those guys, <laughs> that, guys, gals, whoever have that kind of money, they act like they're happy. Yeah. But they ain't. They really ain't happy. I've they never ain't. been happier with less. No shit, right? Like, less is so much more. Mm-hmm. And, like, this lifestyle really ingrains that in you. It lets you know, like, all of these things that we chase just weigh us down from doing the real things that we want to do. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that kind of the pandemic brought you out on the road again. Um, what were you doing before you hit the road, like, were you working and like the pandemic stopped your job or like kind of what happened? So I've been going through like a transition, I guess I, maybe like five or six years. I was a, sh- I'm a trained professional chef. Oh, right now for 15 years, I worked in a restaurant. All I knew that you did was jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. For 15 years, I worked in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. It, it's a soul sucking industry. It is. Uh, I've done it for 10 nights, weekends, holidays, you mm-hmm. know, management hosting yep. busing dishes i've done it from the front to the back exactly of the house. and and like so then you understand completely that like when people want to celebrate their you know their birthdays any other freaking big uh holidays. events in their life yeah. holidays you're working them yep you don't get to enjoy your family Mm-mm. you know so it, it paid the bills yeah but it didn't feed my soul Right. You know, so I, I decided I needed to do something for myself. You know, and I've, I've always been an artist, always had um, a creative bug inside of me, so to speak. And jewelry was something I was exposed to just traveling. Uh, I've always had an eye for aesthetics. Um, once I... Pretty much once I hit like the music, the festival scene, I saw that like here are people that are doing something for themselves. They don't have to punch a clock. They don't have to answer to somebody else. Like I spent so much of my time making somebody else's dreams come true. Mm -hmm. And I have no energy to put towards my own dreams at the end of the day. Right. So, you know, little by little, I, I fell out of that and I trying to redirect my focus into something that is I'm passionate about, but I mean, we all got to survive, you know, we got to make money somehow. Yeah. So with the jewelry, you kind of learned that out on the road just recently that I've, or you've been doing that for years or what? Five, I'm, this is my fifth year, fifth year. And I'm all self-taught. I've never, I know I no one can one see class. his stuff out here through a podcast. But this cat's got some fucking gnarly jewelry, and he's just rolling around on the road, making it and selling it. You think you were in courtside right before this? You had a tent, maybe. Yeah, up? I was uh, posted up with my buddy Travis Hamilton from Hamilton. He, uh, I was fabricating, setting stones right there on the spot. People would come through, buy loose stones, and I would make a necklace, a ring, a yeah. pen, whatever you want. A friend of ours, Ashley, was rolling with us, and she had a, a candle and brought out a, a jewelry or a rock or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there was that rutilated quartz in a candle. Yeah, and then you set it for her right here on the spot. Right here. It took me like, you know, two, Johnny on the spot. And yeah, Mikey right on the spot. That's yeah. what I'm <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I love doing it. I saw people do it. It's, but I've never taken any classes. I just, I'm a monkey see, monkey do kind of yeah. person. But, you know, like, 
I'm also out here. I'm standing on the shoulders of giants, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for the people that I've connected with and I've networked with. You know, like, even though I haven't paid for classes, there's been a lot of people who have been in this in this field making jewelry for way longer than me and they were very nice to open themselves up and explain to me certain processes and whatnot so you know like those are the types of connections i'm out here trying to make i want to i want to collaborate i'm not here to compete mm -hmm. you know i want we, we all rise together you right. know i'm not trying to step on anybody's toes to climb to the top you know there's a different mentality. Some people have that mentality, and I understand that, and I respect those people. Mm -hmm. You know, you have... It's pretty much networking. It is. You know, everybody talking together, being friends, working together, helping each other out. It's all networking. And networking is probably, to me, one of the best ways to get yourself out there and help other people get, get out there at the same damn time. One hand washes the other, man, you know? Right. And, it, and, and you know, with, with many hands, make light work. <clears throat> I mean... together. I mean, look at this out at Schoolie Palooza. Like, we didn't know each other. No. I saw you out there doing some jewelry. I came over, hit you up, see what's going on. And next thing you know, we've been partying for the last, what, <laughs> what? It's week? been almost 10 days. <laughs> 10 I mean, days yeah, out here. I can't believe it goes by so fast. I know, right? <laughs> I rolled in and I was like, oh man, 10 days of this place? That's going to be a long time. But, right. then, but then I think we're on like eight, nine days here. One more day at Schoolie Palooza. One more day. And then the community just kind of shuts down. This is my first one, though, that I've been, like, come to, and it builds itself, and everybody comes together. I mean, we got we got the candy shop. We got you making jewelry. We got a dude spinning fire. We got the people blowing glass. The dude blowing glass. Like, everybody's helping everybody with the builds. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, literally. The, keeper, the keeper barber shop right oh, out of Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, there's real work being done out here, there man. Is. You know, like whether it be uh, construction, carpentry, welding, or healing work. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, like, you know, a haircut may not seem like a lot to some people. It's the cheapest counselor you can get. But really, like, seriously, these when you're out here, you get a haircut, you feel good about it. You know, it's mm -hmm. like it's that it's like this added confidence that people, I feel people take for granted, and you know. In normal life, I guess, normal society, right. there's all these things that people take for granted, you know, because it just happens. Mm -hmm. Where out here, you know, when somebody shows up and they're just cutting hair. <laughs> Next thing you know, there's a line. That's what door. I mean. And everybody is so appreciative. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you so much. It's one way to get to know the other person, too. You know, go over and see their, their hobbies, their art, their, their job. That's why I notice everybody out here has got something. Everybody. You know? They got something that they, we I mean, we're all interesting. Right. You know, well, if you're going to travel and move all the time and be out like in the woods and shit like that, it's like, you know, it's really hard to get a quote unquote job. Right. Without just slinging your own work. Right. Entrepreneuring your own life, basically showing everybody that we can do it. That's the thing. I'm just trying to lead by example. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, I'm not one that's going to sit back and complain about <coughs> this and that and all these things that are out of my control. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to focus on what can I do to make my situation better. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, you know, to some people, oh, Mike, you moved into a van. How is your situation better? Mm -hmm. Well, 
I get to see and do whatever I want. Yeah, it's, whenever I want. It's better. I with mean, with the littlest possible. Yeah, take my word for it. I mean, you you really you can't you can't believe it until you live in my shoes. But I really wake up and pinch myself every day to make sure I'm still not dreaming. Yeah. I mean the the synchronicities and the it seems that we can just manifest things out here. Right. You know, and and I feel like that's because a lot of a lot of the people that we have found ourselves with uh they're living their true self like they're being their true selves mm-hmm. and i feel even like down you're... to the kids oh my god the kids are rolling around here doing shirts these are the best free range kids i've ever <laughs> met in my life <laughs> they're selling shirts they're doing tie-dye shirts over at the kids stand they i saw a kid doing lemonade another one was doing bracelets another kid rolled out to the desert and went and picked up as many quartz rocks and put them in front of his camp and was selling them in quartzite this little seven-year-old kid is killing it on the guitar right there at the food court i couldn't believe it i said i said if you're this good now making money hand over fist bro in five years i was like 10 years i'm like it's i almost i i envy you know in a way i wish i was that little kid that had something that i was so good at from such a young age that i can just like flourish like well not I, only your jewelry but the i just call it spinning but like what's it, your your staff sticks oh uh, yeah fire, i, I do fire flow spinning. yeah i do a little bit of flow arts uh fire staff I have like a light up electric staff. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you learn that on your own? Yeah, everything is just I've self taught. Self taught. I pick things up. I, I what I'll do is I'll find a, kind of like a little avenue of something that I like. For instance, you know, like a musical instrument. You know, and I'll go through all of the gamuts, like all, of, and I'll figure out what feels good to me. You know, so I, I learned when I was younger. I went through guitar. You know, drums, the recorder, you know, the classics, clarinet. And like then I did I settled on the saxophone. So I played the saxophone. Three I played, years. I played the sax for like six years uh, in middle school and high school and then I didn't play for twenty years and on my thirty third birthday I was in Las Vegas. My it was my first like I guess you would say non necessity, like not not related to the build buy. I had spent the last six months putting all my money and my time and my efforts into getting the van in order and on the road. And I've decided, I was like, I need to buy something for me. So I picked up a saxophone and I've been practicing that the past couple months. And that that's, but that's how I kind of get into everything. Like I just find something. Oh, I like this. Well, let me, let me find the little niche within the niche mm-hmm. that I like, you right. know? Because it's, it's, we're all in these, like, cultures that are then, there's subcultures within subcultures. Mm-hmm. Did you see that dude last night uh, playing the saxophone? Or trying yeah. to play the saxophone? Yeah, he was... He's re- three days in. Yeah, DJ. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, he's like, come on, I really want you to go grab your sax. And I'm like, listen, man, I'm not, like, I'm not even that good. But I like that because it took, he, he got me out of my shell. I've been, like, practicing on my own because... I used to play, and so I, like there's like inside of me, it's like, oh yeah, you know, you can play, you're good, but then 
you know, there's that voice that's like, yeah, but you haven't played in 20 years. <laughs> like, so I know. That's why I love his energy. He was like, no, go get it. He's, <laughs> he said, I'm probably going to scare you guys away before I do anything good. <laughs> <laughs> I sat around and listened to him play for like 10 minutes. And then next thing you know, we were like, all right, we're just going to go back to camp. And we were walking back and every maybe... 10 seconds you just hear him blowing off a note <laughs> you don't even know what he's doing he's just sitting there yeah. just going crazy on the get used to it but that's how kids are right like right. shouldn't we i feel like we should jump into everything with this like childhood wonder mm-hmm. you know with all inhibition set aside you know don't be self-conscious kids aren't self-conscious when they learn something new no you know what i mean like and then it, they're like let's just try it let's just try it let's just do it yeah because are you doing it because you like to do it? Or are you doing it because you're trying to impress somebody? Right. That's the difference. Well, and really, you don't know until you do it. Right. Yeah. How because does it feel? You, right. How does it feel? Right. It's like, you know, you meet you meet somebody and you get that gut feeling either way is I should hang out with them or maybe I shouldn't hang out with them. And same thing when you're learning something. You get that gut feeling like, all right, I'm going to keep rolling with this because it feels good. Or, you know what? I'm not. Because it doesn't. Yeah, that's I've I've pretty much just gone with what feels good right. <laughs> in my life. You know, it's like this. It doesn't mean it's easy. Well, never take it not easy. Right, though. never taking the easy path, but it's got it's got to feel good. It's got to feel right. Right, it's got to feel true and like honest to myself. What I want. When you when when you first hit the road, did, were you with the trailer? Did you have the trailer or were you just working out of your van? So I actually packed my, I've been downsizing now for uh, about four years. That's a thing. We acquire a lot of things Yeah. and we have to spend a lot of time. So I, it was me and my girlfriend at the time moved from Rochester, New York. We packed our whole lives into that five by eight trailer mm-hmm. and pulled it with a Kia Soul from New York to Tucson, Arizona. A Kia Soul? Yeah. Were you guys living in the soul too? No, we we were just moving from apartment okay. to apartment. Right. Um, it wasn't until because living in New York, I had the idea. Yeah, I want to live in a van. Like that would be great. But it's I don't know. It's just like not realistic because you don't see many people doing it because it's New York. I mean, it's freezing for eight months out of the year. Right. You know. So once I moved to Tucson, I was like, oh. This is how, and I never, I'd never been on BLM land or even known that was a thing. Like mm-hmm. in New York, there's, there is no BLM land. There's no BLM land. Like it's, we have so much beautiful free land that is ours out here. Mm-hmm. I'm taking full advantage of it. I mean, a lot of people do think they hear New York and they think the big city, right? But there are a lot, there are some beautiful spots in New York, like, you know, upstate New York. 99% of New York is woods. Right. It's rural. Mm-hmm. You know, it's but everybody's I mean, me- like I said, everybody's mental image of New York is big city, right? That's it. It and and I have noticed just coming, just traveling around that even though I wasn't born in the big city, that there is still a New York state of mind. There is a New York mentality. I had to really take a deep breath when I moved out west. Mm-hmm. Um, there's in New York, everything that is done is done with a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. Out here, it's it's non it's so it's, chill, it's laid back. Laid back. If you need to get something done, you'll get it done. You'll get it done. Right. But just don't like it'll get like don't stress over yeah. it. Yeah, and then you know New Yorkers are like boom boom boom. We got it. Bop, 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 bop. Mm-hmm. we gotta get this done. 
like, and I had I had to realize that because like you know in New York if you're checking out at a store and there's a line they're calling another person and they're making sure this line gets moving right out here they're, they're <laughs> chit chatting at the counter they're like hey how's your day been out blah, here blah. they got one line open yeah. twenty deep and the manager's <laughs> sitting there talking to the cashier yeah. like yeah. I, and everybody's standing in line going, can we open another register? No. Or sometimes people just start striking up a conversation in it while they're waiting in line. Because mm-hmm. it's just like nobody's, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's so hot, everybody moves a little slower. Right. You know? There's a lot of uh, like hotheads that come from the New York. Were you, were you I, I don't see you as a hothead, but were you before you became in this lifestyle? Um, Like hothead as in like... Like, something's just going to trigger you, and you're just going to snap. No, I'm not going to snap. I'm going to... But I do have, like... I do have a very uh, strong passion. Like, mm-hmm. And that passion can come across as aggressive at times, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think it's just my... Uh, you're black just my demeanor. Yeah. It, I do have an all-or-nothing kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... Maybe to my detriment. I don't know. You know, I, I try to find that balance. I, I always try to... Be diplomatic, find the middle ground, but at the same time, there are some things in my life that are just black and white. Right. You know? I mean, what are you going to do? So, I'm sure a few of you have heard me say that, you know, I met Mike here at Schoolie Palooza. Is this your first time at Schoolie Palooza? Yeah, this is my first time. I've had my eye on it for a couple years, and it's really nice to actually get out here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you you never really know what it is until you experience it for yourself. Will you come back? I will definitely come back. Um, I enjoy both aspects of what Schoolie is. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you see that, that Schoolie's aspect is, Schoolie Palooza? Well, it seems that the founding principles have been around uh, family and community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I definitely agree and respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a new wave of people coming in here that want a little bit more party. Right. And I... Not saying disrespectful party. No, 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 no. I mean, there's enough families can come and party. Yes, yes. Anybody. It's it's age appropriate, time time and age appropriate. You know, it's like nobody has to be completely unrealistic in what they're doing. It's all about compromise, you know. Um, and, And like I said, there's enough space out here that we all can come together and organize in a way that is conducive to all of our personalities. Right. Uh, it, it, but I've said this to some other people out here. Um, these communities are, it's like a, it's like a breath of air. There's a constant exhale mm-hmm. where everybody spreads out. And then there's an inhale where everybody congregates. And every time we inhale, we're going to reorganize a little bit differently. And as the years go on, that organization will get a little bit better and better mm-hmm. because we will get to know each other more. And and that's all that we can do out here is we can well, be it's ourselves. pretty much just exactly like the nomad life. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You know, like, yeah. We come, we go, we meet each other, we stay in touch. And when we all come together, it's an amazing time. I have a great time. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, in going into it, People should just know where their boundaries are and what they want. Mm-hmm. 
and everybody should be vocal with what their expectations are. Mm-hmm. And that way we can set up camps appropriately. Right. You know, because we all want to be able to come out here, have a good time. And some people want to sleep at nine o'clock and wake up early. And some people want to howl at the moon. Yeah. You know, so we but can the all thing coexist, is, is right? Not being disrespectful to anybody out there. But even when you're in a, a campground or you're at an event or whatever the hell you are, the reason why we live this life the way that we do is because we're on wheels. Mm-hmm. If we don't like our neighbors, mm-hmm. if we don't like where we're at, if we don't like our view, if we don't like the smell, whatever the hell it is, pack up and move. Right. You can move 10 feet. You can move 10,000 miles. Whatever it is, whatever makes you happy, just do it. Or compromise yourself. I mean, you know, like I I went to a lot of music festivals before, you know, so I like I, I'm used to living so to speak in tight quarters with people um and you learn how to make yourself comfortable mm-hmm. and not force what your comforts onto other people right. so like for instance if you if the camp next to me is up late at night and i'm trying to get some sleep well i'll put some earphones in mm-hmm. or some earbuds or whatever you know just like try to drown out the noise um, but at the same time, when I wake up early in the morning and I want to play music and they've been up all night and they're trying to sleep, I expect them not to come and yell at me either. They should right. accommodate themselves. And that's what we're all out here to do. I mean, I'm, yes, be considerate. Mm-hmm. This is not, I'm not saying come out here and like, it's a free for all anarchy, you know, big F you to your neighbor. No, no, I not at all. I don't think there's been any of that. No, I don't think so either. But I, but I, I, well, I mean, there's been some negativity of people that, you know, like you said, that have kids or maybe they're elderly or something like that, that don't want to deal with that kind of layout music. But in the past, from what I've heard, this place, you know, was an organized event, organized uh, situation. There was one side was party side. One side was family side. Yeah. Unfortunately, and kind of fortunate, this year we have the pandemic, we have COVID. Really, you can't do organized events anymore. Right. So the people came together and came out here and built this. And that's why I think we're all trying to touch on is more of if you don't like where you're at or you see a surrounding around you that you don't want to be around, again, move. Move. Yeah. Because the community built what was out, is out here right now. There's nobody out here like saying you have to park this way or you need to sit this way or party side is on this side or family right. side's on this side. If we all just communicate with each other, it would it would just form itself. Exactly. Yeah. I guess no. Uh, <clears throat> have the questions that you need answered going into it already formulated. You know, mm-hmm. like if you're a person. That's going to roll in here and you want to, you know, set up whatever it may be. When you roll in, don't just roll in and set up. Maybe interact with the people that are already here and say, hey, what's going on here? What's going on here? What's going on here? But I've got kids. Is there a kid camp? You know, are there? And there is. No, there is. That's what I mean. There is a huge kid camp. Ask and you shall receive. Right. That's what it is out here. You know, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. If mm-hmm. you let it be known what you're looking for and the interactions. And, and this the space, isn't just about schooly palooza. This no, is everything, everything in life. Everything in life, man. Yeah. If you don't ask, no, you, you won't get an answer. And your you expectations are never going to be met if you don't speak them. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't just expect people to read your mind. Right. You know, so that's what you got to do. You got to come out here. Hey, I got kids or hey, uh, you know, we all have a good way of finding our own tribe. You mm-hmm. know? Well, and that's the thing, too, is uh, your tribes. They come, they go. Like you were saying, it's like a breath of breath of air. You know, people come come together sometimes for multiple days or weeks. Sometimes they just want to roll on their own and just keep on going. Exactly. So today is the 9th. I believe tomorrow is the last day of Schooly Palooza. Yeah. We've been out here since the first... Well, I've been, I've been, I've been out here since... I've been out here like the 26th or something. The 29th. I got 29th. here on this property, yeah. So we got one day technically left of Schooly Palooza. Are you hanging out here? Are you going somewhere else? What are you doing next? So I'm going to hang out here, obviously, say my goodbyes, met some amazing people, you know. Did you roll out here just by yourself, or did you know other people that are out here? Uh, so I I pretty much rolled into this whole quartzite, like, area mm-hmm. by myself. I just knew that Tucson wasn't happening, and quartzite was the place to be. I missed out on it last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came out and, you know, one thing led to another. And it, like I said, I've had to pinch myself and make sure I'm not dreaming because I didn't come out here expecting to set up and vend for a month in quartzite. Right. Um, I didn't plan on coming out here and meeting all these beautiful people. Mm-hmm. You know, like I literally was just like, this is the warm place of the country. I need space and time to make some jewelry. This is where I'm going. Yeah. And it, one thing just carried over to another, and yeah, it's been amazing. I'm going to be saying my goodbyes. I'm going to stock up, do some laundry, and then I'm going to head out to some hot springs before you know, a little get-together uh, outside of Phoenix, Wooking Jam. So you just mentioned something about Wooking Jam. I really haven't heard that before what what is it so uh last year gem and jam Mm -hmm. was during the gem and mineral festival in tucson because of covid there's been a lot of restrictions just in that area not as many people are coming into tucson so outside of uh phoenix in florence arizona their valentine's day weekend there will be vending live music i mean it's a full event Mm -hmm. we're open out here you know, we live in our comfort zone. This is our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. If you're comfortable, please come out. Support the group. I mean, all these artists out here have been struggling all year. You know, we've decided to, you know, it's time to live. Mm-hmm. So, And artists are more than just musicians and drawers and no, stuff yeah. like that. People that have a gift, uh, a hobby, the, you know, people that feel it in their soul and their heart. I mean, that's that's an artist. Yeah. You know, it can be a construction guy. It can be anything. 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 Anybody who is moving through life with creative passion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We, we, you take your hands. You have maybe a do-it-yourself mentality. You know, it's like... And, and you just want to provide. But really, it's like, yeah, we all... I think we all, in a way, have something inside of us that drives us to create with our hands. And, that, and that's why I feel like a lot of people, when they spend a lot of time only making money find themselves with an emptiness you know that right. they can't, because they're, they're making something but they're not it's not fulfilling their soul no they're making it for 
the dollars, the, yeah. the numbers. They're yeah. not making it because, again, your soul and you, and you feel it. All my jewelry I make, I'm, I'm, I mean, sometimes I'm amazed that I even made it when it's done. I'm like, I can't believe this like came out of my brain. Yeah, uh, and then I manifested this into reality. Um, but I, I love everything I make. So like, I'm blown away when anybody buys any of my stuff. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, because I, I don't know. It's just like for anybody to say that my what I do. I think everybody money, has a little bit of low confidence about the stuff that they do. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh my God, I just put in X amount of hours and X amount of dollars and all this shit into this one piece. Like, How long am I going to hold on to it? When am I going to sell it? Is anybody going to like it? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a, it's. I mean, what is that? What What is that? As a, I feel like a lot of artists struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's, I I put a, I I think about where that comes from. Like, where's where's that seed planted in us? You know, is society putting that doubt in us? Is uh, the market like our value competition? Like, what is it? I have to say maybe a little bit more of the society. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I really want to get into the whole society. I know, talk, I know. but it's like a tough subject. The but... nine to five world is like. And if people don't understand what I'm saying about nine to five world, it's the people that lives in bricks and sticks, it's the people that live in a home, the people that are, you know, stuck in one spot. And in my eyes, I've always I, I've always wanted to put this message out there and I keep putting it out there. Don't get stuck. You know, the society tells us go to high school, graduate, go to college. And even if you don't even know what the fuck you wanted to do in college, Go to college. Right. Why? Because now it's going to put you in debt. Right. Now that you're in debt, you have to go get a career. Now that you have a career, you're even in more in debt because now you're going to buy a house, a car, kids, marriage, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You can do all that stuff and still be out on the road and not be stuck in places. But one message that I've, that I've wanted to tell kids also is after high school, take a break. Even if it's just a year. Two years, whatever it is, take a break and just get a job or go travel or do something to try to figure out what you want to do. Don't go into college just thinking, I'm going to go get a business degree because I don't know what the fuck I want to do. Right. Right. Look, figure out what you want to do. Go out and Maybe you don't want to do anything. World. And you can, yeah. you know, a lot of people see, you know, let's say you, you doing your art. And doing jewelry. People are like, oh, that's nothing. Yeah. Oh, I, I You know see. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, that's nothing. That's easy. That's easy peasy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... No. <laughs> Here you go. Here's the shit. Do, Do it. it. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, some people just, you know, that's... They don't have the do-it-yourself mentality. Like I said before. They, they would rather just, you know pay for somebody else to do it you know they people are paying people to come in and change their light bulb in their house you know what are you oh, serious yeah. people yeah like, come on you got like we never stop learning people <laughs> like that's why like, that and that's why like education does not stop when you leave the classroom no you know if you're graduating high school m- keep on going like don't you also don't know what you want to do until somebody shows you it like, you ever had that thing that is introduced into your life and you're like, how did I live without this? I had a teacher once tell me, once you, 
once you decide that you know it all and stop learning, you might as well die. Yeah. Well, you're closing yourself off. Right. The minute you think that you're a master or the minute you think you got it figured out, you've just closed that door. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's not something I'm ever trying to do, you know, but I'm also not trying to learn things in conventional ways because then you're only going to learn it how they want you, like the structure wants you to learn it. Right. And with that, you're given a manual. Almost. Yeah. Is there any independence? Like how do you, if you, if I spent 20 years learning how to make jewelry from somebody underneath them, am I at any point really making my own? Nope. Like they're teaching stuff. you how, and they're teaching you their, their skill and the way that they do it. Right. You're not again doing your niche. Yeah. You're not, you're not developing your own style, mm-hmm. you know, you're, and not, not to say that there's not a lot to be learned about fundamentals. You know, there's a lot of fundamentals you have to get down, but once you get the fundamentals down, everything else is, uh, what's the word? I mean, free flowing. Yeah. Free flowing. It's, it's. It's a hodgepodge. It's a mix. You Throw know? on some music, smoke a bowl, and just do it. Make some mistakes. Sometimes <laughs> the mistakes are better looking and better off than that's what why, you were trying to do. That's why my company's magic mistakes. You got to <laughs> run with it, man. You got to run with the flow. You know, that's if funny. you make a mistake, you assess, you recorrect, recorrect, and you stumble with grace. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, that mistake didn't even, it's not even noticed as a mistake. It, it looks like it was a purposeful move. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? So, before you go to Wicking Jam, I think you mentioned that you're going to hit up some hot springs. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do... I think it's time to take a, take a bath, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> time to soak these bones. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been nice out here. It's been a lot of hard work doing some conversions on the van. We yeah. Raised, we raised a roof this week. I know. Yeah, that was real took, fun. Took a roof off. In Phoenix, and raised, yeah, raised another one all in a week all with a up. with a girl that is fresh, fresh, fresh just, into the nomad world. She just got the van, she just got the van, and honestly, the people have come together. Like that's what's so great about this. I've place. told this story probably four times. Have you? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, everybody just comes together. We all have a little thing that we're good at, and. It takes a community, man. It, it does. It fucking takes a community. And all the love that's put into her house, she's going to feel that everywhere she goes. Mm-hmm. You know, she knows that. We're not out here alone. No. You know, a lot of a lot of people think that Van Light, we're loners. No, we're not. You know, we, we, we have, we like our alone time. Yeah. But we're all very social people there's a lot of things that we can't do without others i mean there's no way in hell that girl would have taken a roof off of her van no without five other dudes and chicks and whoever threw their hands in there to help and now that she's out here she got a roof changed she got her solar installed and running. Yeah, she full got a power. refrigerator going. She got a refrigerator going. Vents put in, a roof vent is put in. She's all within set. a week. That all in a week. That stuff right there that got done in a week takes people like six months. Right. Right. It took me months. Mm-hmm. So I was doing it by myself. Right. I mean, I had help um, financially because going into it, I had a partner. Mm-hmm. Um. But once it actually came to fruition, you know, we ended up going our separate ways. But it was, you know, 
She it is hard You guys work. started on the road together? Not me and her. No, not you oh, and this no, chick. Oh, yeah, no, like, no, we didn't even make it no, on the road. No, you and was, your girl. No, as in August, so COVID hit, uh, the plan was I was going to push it off. I was, it was going to be another year. I was going to sign one more lease. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was, I, originally I wanted to get a bus, but once COVID hit, I'm like, I'm not signing another lease. I said, I need to get on the road now. Mm-hmm. So I figured I'm going to use what I have. And that's something I've been telling everybody too. You, you have what you need already to live this lifestyle. Right. Everybody has what they need already. Mm-hmm. It's all about downsizing and learning how to be happy with less. You know, I mean, you, you don't. Is it really it. less though? They say less is more. Uh, right. Less is more, like we said in the beginning. But you have less to worry about. You have, if less, you have less. I guess people look at it differently. I mean, some people don't want to poop in a bucket, and <laughs> you know, they want to just like you know, they, they just want to. I mean, if you can dig a hole, why can't you poop in a bucket? Some people don't even want that. They just want to press a little button and have it disappear. Right. You know? And, like, that's okay, but it's not, it doesn't bother me that I have to worry about. It's not a worry for me, but for some people, that's a chore. That's a worry. They don't want to. It's my own. It's my own, right. I mean, <laughs> I don't have anybody that travels with me. No, and even if you did, I hope you're close enough with that person. Well, yeah, definitely. You, you have to be. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're in a million dollar RV or a tent. Like, you're still in a small space. Well, that's also another thing I love about being out here is that we all have to be super raw mm-hmm. because we're, we all are, we're humans. Mm-hmm. There's no hiding it. No. You know, like, we all have to do our business. We mm-hmm. all have things. So it's like. It's funny can, because being out here. At Schooly in the last, what, almost two weeks, it's gotten me to feel comfortable about just throwing my poop bucket outside. That's what I mean. Like, during the daytime, just to get it out of here. Like, yeah, I've been doing this for three years, and I'll ju- and I'll do it. But out here, it's like everybody's got a bucket sitting next to their exactly. vehicle. It allows you to be real, because you can't, you can't hide. No. Like, the, our, our, we are, you know dirty freaking creatures like we live on this planet we are you know we have necessities and you can't hide it you got to be real i mean i'm out here i mean we ain't out here running around buck naked i mean i mean some people are (laughs) (laughs) some people are man (laughs) true there's a time and place for there everything. is a time and place. Time and place for everything. I haven't seen anybody out here running around buck naked. I Unless went, someone's like standing next to their rig changing or something like co- that. The Colorado River is uh, 10 minutes away. Yeah. It's a nice it's a nice dip. Yeah. No, it is. Try it naked. I went down there. <laughs> I went down there two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I was, but that's what I mean. Like I'm being out here. I'm so comfortable with myself. Yeah. And I had nothing to hide. That if I want to fucking jump into the river naked, oh well, I got yeah, no definitely about it. You know what I mean? But it, it removes my own insecurities, mm-hmm. your own self conscious thoughts, right? Because you, you've you've got to deal again, with those. Just things. do it. Just doing it. Even if you feel uncomfortable about it, just do it. Just do it. Because the more and more times that you do it, the better you'll the easier, or the, it gets. The easier it'll get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That voice quiets down. The fear of what like the fear of what somebody's gonna think 
a lot of times is way more powerful than the actual feeling of doing it and the reaction you get. Mm -hmm. You know, you never, I mean, that's, that's another thing, you know, I've, I've kind of put all fear aside, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there was a lot of fears going out into this world, this lifestyle, but you can't, you can't let those be the dictating forces, you know? Right. And and if anything, I've what I've kind of grasped over the past six months is if you're scared of something, it may be because you need to do it the most. You know, like what I, yeah. I I'm starting to let the, my fears. You learn from your mistakes. You learn from your fears. You learn from you know a lot of, I guess quote unquote negative side of things. You you learn from those things. And if you don't, you better start because you, I mean, either that or you're gonna keep doing them. Keep doing the wrong. Keep running into that wall. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh... Yeah, you know, I've had... Being out here, I've had conversations that I may not have wanted. I, You know, it, it gives you the time to think about what really is going to make you happy. And the space to, like, clear your freaking thoughts and put them in order. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, like I said, you know, I've, I've called my mom and had conversations that didn't want to have, you know, I've, like I said, I'm, I'm embracing the fear. If, if there's something that I'm scared to do, like, why am I scared to do this? Let's just do it. Mm -hmm. And then I do it and I feel invigorated. It's like, yeah. you feel alive. Right. You know, cause you broke through that barrier, you broke through that barrier. Yeah. And, and sometimes you don't even realize that that fear is the thing that's dictating your life. But not out here, man. <laughs> Not out here. The sun shines every day. Right. Life is good. You know, I we're like our so we're like our solar panels. We we oh, recharge yes. ourselves on the sun. Yes, like chasing the sun. I'm. I actually want to paint that on my van. Chase the sun. Chasing the sun. Yeah, because no more snow for me, man. 30, 30 <laughs> New York winters. Uh, right there. On Lake Ontario, that lake effect snow, Buffalo, Rochester snow, man, you guys don't know what snow is. Like, people who live in, even in Washington, like, you don't know what snow is. Come up to Colorado, man. Even Colorado. Bro, I'm, we getting, they getting like five feet a day. Yeah, well, <laughs> on the mountains, but right. in, but like, if you're in like, like Denver, Denver, it like snows, and then like two days later, it's all gone. Or even that day, sometimes that day, it'll be right, gone. Right, right, right. I mean, what it was? No, it? I was up in the mountains, like yeah, up at the ski resorts and shit, where you literally had to take a bus because your car is not getting out. I uh, I need to get. I want to get up in the mountains, uh, but with the van and the trailer, mm -hmm. I really gotta be cautious about you know going through those passes. Yeah, I mean, just before I came here, um, I made a trip to San Diego just to hang out on the coast for a little bit, and I went. I got stuck on that pass going through on i think it's eight okay uh and yeah man that was that was the first time driving in the snow like that but I, good thing i was like i mean the plow came i got through but it's nice to know that like at any point i could have just pulled over and just camped mm -hmm. you know i got my everything with me i got my house right here right. so and that's the best thing about this yeah at any like point you can just go and leave and you have everything with you yeah always even if you have to like literally pull out of a situation in an emergency and everything falls everywhere, 
It's still inside your rig. It's still here, yeah. All you have to do is clean it up and live again. Oh, the the van life shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> all of the shit falling all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't care how long you do it, you'll forget to take something off of a shelf Always. or lock a cabinet or whatever and get somewhere and half your shit's all over the floor. Yeah, I mean, you know, stuff is always breaking out here. It, 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 that's why it keeps everything, you know, keeps the lifestyle minimal. <laughs> it doesn't stay around for long. No. So how long you see yourself doing this? Um, this is... Or is there an is there an end to it? Uh, is there an end? Man, there will definitely be a permanent home base in the future. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think I'm ever going to end... Like, this is my preferred way to travel. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, a you friend see of yourself mine... getting out of a van or getting yeah, no, bigger? I, or... uh, my next move right now is I'm focused on... I want to upgrade my studio. Uh, my jewelry studio is in a little 5 by 8 trailer. I can't stand up in it. I'm going to upgrade. I want to get a 6 by 12 something with like... A ramp for the back door, mm-hmm. V-nose, six feet tall, I yeah. can stand up in. Stand up, walk around, yeah. storage. Because I spend most of my time in my studio anyways. So mm-hmm. if I want an outside, like most of the time I'm outside, but if it's a rainy day, I'm in the studio. And the van, I... It'd be cool to get one like um, like Jordan has with the sail side on it. So that way when you're working, you know, it's beyond wild trailer. Oh, yes. Yeah. Have like the... The booth side. I on do it. like that actually, because yeah. you could sell out of it. For right. One. Right. And two is if you are on a nice day or whatever, you want to flop open that open. Window. Be working right there. Have your table set up right at that window. You know, I didn't even think about it, but now that you say that, I do like that. I do like that setup. Mm-hmm. And it's got the f- drop down in exactly. The back. It's got the drop down in the back and everything. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Hmm. And that's a, that's the thing. That's what's so great about out here. It's like you know, you're just shown something new. Right. You know, that you never knew, and you're like, hmm, maybe I can apply that. Yeah, it's definitely something to think about. I And I'm like, up in the, I would like to get a bus, ideally, not like a mid-size, I don't want a full-size, but for right now, I like the stealthness of the van. Yeah. You know, I like um, <clears throat> me just pulling through with a you van You kind of look like, like, a, like a maintenance guy or something. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like exactly. You got the white trailer, white, white van. van. Yeah. I think you even have like a, a little rack on top of your trailer or something, I think. No? No. Okay, I thought there was like a ladder rack or something on no, top of the No, I've got um the ladder rack is on top of the van. Oh, on and top my of solar that. sits on that. So right but on. so it but it sits really smooth and clean, so you don't really know. The other it's thing up that's cool you is it. once you get a larger trailer is you have more space for solar. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you have your own solar set up in the trailer separate from the rig, or how does that? No, I just run an extension cord from the van. Okay. So I got a, uh, I got three hundred watts on the roof of the van, and then I got a two thousand watt inverter, mm-hmm. and, and I just run an extension cord. I, most of, most of my work I do by hand, um, you know, for some, you know, some projects I'm gonna bust out the flex shaft, and the, you know, for polishing and whatnot. Um, but a lot of the other stuff is casted, so I use a lot of flame. Okay. So it's that's one thing I've been telling people though. Like, at, really, if you think about it though, everything is forged in fire because 
my electricity is coming from the sun, which is a giant ball of fire in the sky. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like I'm either I'm either physically melting metal with you know with my torch, or I'm working it with power of the sun. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I love that. I love that I don't need to plug in. I love that I don't have, like, I do a little dance on the first of the month. Every, right. Every day. Yeah. Or every month. I have to pay the electric bill. I have to pay the electric bill. I don't have to pay rent. I don't have anybody in my pocket, you know. I mean, in our life, our rent is gas, gas. money. Yeah, and maybe, you... Maybe maybe a sale tent, you know, for yeah. you. Yeah. Well, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, you can spend... A rents, you know, amount amount of money, a rents worth amount of money in a month driving around in gas. Oh yeah, you know it's easy. So like, that's why I personally I like staying still. A yeah, lot. like two three weeks at a time. Yes, find a new spot. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it's great out here, BLM land. You can do that. There's right. so much room to do that. You know, it's a little bit harder on the East Coast. So I really like people. People who are doing that on the East Coast. People are living this life. You know, they're they're troopers because. They got they got work ahead of them every night. For the ones that don't know where Schoolie Palooza is, we're right outside of Quartzsite in Ehrenberg, Arizona. So there's so much close to here over in Quartzsite during during these times of the year. It's like a a pop up city for the ones that haven't been out here or haven't heard of the area. I mean, there's it's basically think of a, a carnival with no rides. Right. Yeah. You know, crafts, vendors, food. All everybody in the nomadic community converges into this area mm-hmm. because it's the best weather, right? In the United States, yeah. For for G- December, January, February, I mean, once you once you get in March, April, it gets hot. Yeah, get, <laughs> like, get out, get out. <laughs> I mean, if you think that you're gonna come? Oh, we miss schoolie. Let's go hang out in Ehrenberg in June or July. No, no, no. There ain't gonna be nobody here. You guys are gonna roll in, and you'll see the the outlines of where people raked out their campsites. <laughs> and like, there's like, was a million and a half people come to this area, something, like, something yeah. like that. And normally, the town has what, a couple thousand people. Yeah, it know? basically shuts down. It there's ba- n- right, there's like nothing in Quartzsite. Right, once the tents and all that shut down. All right, guys. Well, that was another interview here on Nomad Happy Hour. We appreciate Mike coming through. Thanks for having me, man. Mike, you, like I said, do your jewelry. Is there anywhere that anybody can look up? Do you have an online thing going on? Uh, Right now, I've got, pretty much I just use Instagram as my portfolio. Go ahead and plug your Instagram, bud. My Instagram is magic mistakes, magic underscore mistakes. Uh, You can also just find me on Facebook. I interact with a lot of people on Facebook. It's Mike Mikowitz, magic. It'll pop up. (laughs) <laughs> All right, guys, if you guys see him out on the road, give him a peace sign, honk at him, say hi. We uh, appreciate you guys coming through and listening today. Keep the rubber side down. Nomads out. Peace.